Welcome back to the OU Shnai Mikra series in our study of Parshat Vayera. This is Menachem Liptag. In today's year we study Hamishi, the fifth Aliyah, beginning with Perachaf Aleph, Pasuk Hey, chapter 21, verse 5. In this Aliyah we continue the Torah reading from Rosh Hashanah, and this will be the famous story of the banishment of Yishmael and Hagar, referred to by some modern commentators as Akedat Yishmael, in contrast to Akedat Yitzchak, which is the Torah reading of the second day of Rosh Hashanah, whether or not these two events should be compared will be one of our discussions in our shir today. Avraham was a hundred years old when Yitzchak was born. When Yitzchak was born, Sarah was very happy. Here we talk about tzchok as laughter. This is laughter coming from happiness and fulfillment of a promise, a promise which was bewildering when it was first given. But now that it's fulfilled, she's thanking God that God has made her happy. And then she says, Anyone who hears the news will be very happy and joyous for me. People who knew Sarah was trying so hard to have a child all of her life, and finally at the age of 90, she was able to give birth to a child, that will make all of her friends very happy. Sarah said, Who would ever have believed for Avraham that Sarah would be nursing children? And now I've given birth to a son in his old age. The child grew up and he finished nursing. Avraham made a very big party on the day that Yitzchak was weaned. During this party, Sarah saw that the son of Agar, the Egyptian concubine, who gave birth to a son to Abraham, obviously this is referring to Ishmael, Sarah noticed that Ishmael was laughing. Here the word Metzachek again relates to the name Yitzchak, but again, this is laughter, not the laughter of joy, which is described how Sarah felt when the son was born. This is a laughter referring to a type of mockery, a laughter that was very disturbing to Sarah. Now the commentators bring many possibilities in regard to what this laughter was. We find the word tzchok later on in relation to harayot, to illicit behavior. We find tzchok in relation to murder. We find tzchok in relation to idol worship. The Gemara brings up all these possibilities and you can find them all in the Ramban. The other commentators of Pshat, the laughter that's going on here is that Yishmael is claiming that he's going to Yoresh, he's going to inherit Abraham twice as much as Yitzchak, because he's still the oldest son. Even though they're having a party for Yitzchak, Yishmael is saying, I'm going to have twice as much as Yitzchak is going to get, because I'm the firstborn. Ramban, however, disagrees. Towards the conclusion of his commentary, Ramban also notes that the simple shot of the word Mitzachek here is simply a teenager making fun of his little brother. And this may have nothing to do with any statement that Yishmael was making. It was simply frivolous behavior, the type that's typical of a teenager making fun of his little brother or making fun of the gathering. In either case, Sarah is very angry and does not want Yitzchak to grow up together with Yishmael. From here on, the difficult psukim begin. Pasikyot. Batomer Abraham. Sarah said to Abraham, Garesh ha'amahazot v'etbena. Send away this maidservant and her son. Ki lo yirash ben ha'amahazot im beni im Yitzchak. Because the son of this maidservant will not inherit Abraham together with my son with Yitzchak. Avram was very troubled by this matter because of his son. Here we have two beautiful opinions in Rashi of what is bothering Avram Avinu. If Mitzachek is bad behavior, referring possibly to idol worship, Avram, when he hears that Ishmael was worshiping idols, is very distraught and therefore he's very sad to hear this news. However, then Rashi brings down what he calls Pshat. Most likely Avram is not troubled by the news that he hears, but rather he's troubled by the fact that his wife 
wants to kick Yishma out of the house. After all, Yishma was Avram's son. Hagar has been his maidservant for many, many years. Avram would like to keep both of them in his home. Because Sarah wants to send them away, Avram is very troubled. To our surprise, God comes to side with Sarah on this issue. God tells Abraham, don't be troubled in your eyes about Sarah wanting to send away this young lad together with the maidservant, with Hagar. Everything that Sarah tells you now, listen to her voice. Because your offspring, the seed that I promised you, that will become great and become this great nation, I wasn't referring to all of your seed. I was only referring to the seed coming from your son Yitzchak. Nonetheless, the son of your maidservant, again referring to Ishmael, he's going to become a nation because he's still your offspring. He won't be the offspring who's going to continue the covenant. However, he'll be one of your offspring and therefore he will also be blessed. Let's read one more line and then we'll try to explain what's happening here behind the scenes. Pasuk Yedalet, verse 14. Veshkim Avraham Baboker, Avraham gets up early in the morning. Vekach lechem vechematmaim, he takes some bread. Lechem sometimes means bread itself. In a more general sense, lechem can refer to any food that sustains a person. Vechematmaim, a jug of water. Vaitein el agar, he gives the water and the food to agar. Samav shichma, he helps her put it on her shoulder. Vetayeled vayshalcheha, and the young boy, and he sends her away. It's not clear whether he puts the boy on her shoulder or he puts the food on her shoulder and also presents Hagar with the young boy and sends both of them away. And then she goes and then she wanders and gets lost in the desert or the wilderness around Beersheba. Let's stop here for a minute and let's try to understand the image that the Psukim are painting. At first glance, there's no doubt that the reader feels very sorry for Hagar and Ishmael and it almost sounds like Avram is sending them out to die. One of the parallels with some commentators compare this to the Akedah is the beginning of Pasuk Yedalad where it says Vayishkem Avram Baboker just like he does before the Akedah. The idea of sending out his son and sending someone to their death these and many other key words lead some commentators to say there's a parallel between this story and the Akedah. I would agree that there may be some parallels and I agree that the Torah paints a picture where one feels very sorry for Agar Nishmael. However, I think at the simplest reading of Pshat Avram has no intention of sending off Hagar and Ishmael to die. Recall that Hagar is from Egypt, and if he's sending Hagar away, most likely she's going to go back to her homeland, back to Egypt. How does someone travel from Israel to Egypt? There's an ancient trade route which went from Beersheba towards Aza, and Grar, where Avram is now, is somewhere in the middle of that road. And then from Aza, there are rest stops on the way down to Egypt where travelers are able to fill up water. There's no way that Avram can give Hagar enough water to go all the way down to Egypt, he simply has to give her enough water to reach the area of Beersheba or to reach the first rest stop where she can fill up water again. Many of the commentators point out that Avram only gives Hagar water and food but doesn't give her money. Sforno goes out of his way to explain him in his commentary to Pasuk Yedalad that Avram gave Hagar and Ishmael everything they needed and the only thing they ran out of was water. Radak says even more in his commentary on Pasuk Yedalad. He says, Fagam kesef is natanla, Radak assumes that not only did he give her food and money, but also he gave her silver and gold, because there's no way Avram would send his son and his maidservant empty-handed. Radak and Sforno also claim that Avram accompanied them and gave them a very nice farewell. Their approach makes a lot of sense, because based on the behavior of Avram beforehand, 
especially in his Achnasat Orchim, and the way he's kind to his guests, there's no way that someone who's so kind to everyone else could be mean to his own son and maidservant. Sadly, he has to listen to God, because God has decided that Yitzchak should not grow up together with Yishmael. So if Avram was so kind to Hagar and Yishmael, how is it that a short time later, Yishmael almost dies? There's something else we should pay attention to before we answer this question, and that's the age of Yishmael. Recall from the end of chapter 17, the Ishmael was 13 years old when Avram was commanded to perform Brit Milah. Therefore, when Yitzchak was born, Ishmael was 14. Most likely, Yitzchak was weaned about two or three years later. That makes Ishmael either 16 or 17 years old in this story. That's definitely not a young baby, and that's not even a young lad. That's a teenager. Nonetheless, the Psukim referred to him many times here as a Yeled, especially in these Psukim. And here it seems that Chumash wants the reader to feel sorry for Agar and Ishmael. And we'll see how that same theme will continue later on in the story when God answers the cries of Hagar and Ishmael. So if Avram tried so well, what happened? The answer is right in the Psukim. If we look back at the end of Pasuk Yedalad, She was on her way to Beersheba, but she got lost in the area in the wilderness of Beersheba. Hagar and Ishmael were not the first or last people to get lost in the desert. It happens even to this day in modern Israel, people go on Teolim, you get lost in the desert, make a wrong turn somewhere, and people can dehydrate. It appears that because they got lost in their travel, they ran out of water. Yishmael, who was an able-bodied young man, must have dehydrated, had fallen ill, and Hagar is afraid now that he's about to die. Let's read this now in Pasuk Tetvav. The water that was in the jug was now finished. Hagar took her son, now that he was sick, and she sent the boy under one of the bushes. Now the word seems to paint Hagar in a rather negative manner, but putting her under one of the bushes is probably to give him shade, to give him a little better chance of survival. She went away. She didn't stay with her son. She went farther back. She sat opposite him, but farther away. Like the distance of the range of an arrow. Because she said, I do not want to see when this child dies. And she sat opposite him, far away, and she lifted up her voice and she cried. There's no doubt by calling Ishmael here a yelled, a young lad, Chumash is painting a picture where the reader feels very, very sorry for Hagar and Ishmael in the situation that they're in. Not only does the reader feel sorry, God himself feels sorry, as we see in Pasuk Yitzayin. By Ishmael Elohim et kol hanar, God heard the voice, the crying out of the young lad. An angel of Elohim calls out to Hagar from heaven. And says to her, What's with you, Hagar? Don't be afraid. Don't think that all is lost. Because God has heard the call, the cry of this young lad, wherever he may be. There's a beautiful Chazal brought down by Rashi on Bashir Husham, even though in the future he may be doing, Yishmael may be doing terrible things for Amisrael, right now he's in need, and God judges people and treats the situation based on the way things are now, and not based on what's going to happen in the future. In Pasuk Yitchet, God's going to give a command to Hagar to take care of her son. Kumi siyatanar. Don't sit back and wait and watch. Instead, get up and carry the lad. Vachziki et yadechbo. Hold his hand. Help him, comfort him. Kilogoy gadol asimeno. He's not going to die. I'm going to make him a great nation. God opened up her eyes. And behold, she saw there was a well of water.
Vatelech, and she went. She filled the jug up with water. Vatashk etanar. And she gave the young lad water to drink. God was with the young lad, with Ishmael, and he grew up. He dwelled in the wilderness. And he became an expert archer. Paran, he dwelled in the wilderness of Paran, that's in the southern Negev. His mother, who she himself was from Egypt, she took for him a wife from the land of Egypt. I think what we've seen in the share is that we can understand everyone's behavior. We can understand Sarah, even though her words may sound very harsh in the beginning. Considering that Yitzchak is chosen by God to be the chosen son and to continue the legacy of Abraham, Sarah could be justified in worrying that her son should not grow up together with Ishmael because Ishmael may be a bad influence on him. However, Abraham, as the father of the son, and who also cared very much for his maidservant Hagar, he feels very sad having to send away his firstborn son. So Avram is also justified in his reluctance to send Hagar away. We try to show as well that it can't be that Avram is sending Hagar and Ishmael out to their death. That interpretation is simply impossible because God told Avram, I'm going to make him a great nation and he'll be blessed. And Avram does give him sufficient food and water to get to the first rest stop. And the way Radak and Sforno explain, he even gave them enough money and goods so they could take care of themselves. However, I think there may be a deeper reason to understand what Avram was thinking in relation to what Sarah was thinking. And this is a pattern that's going to repeat itself later on in Sefer Breshid as well, when we get to Yitzchak and how he views his two sons, Yaakov and Esav. Recall in Brit Ben-Abtarim, we had the theme of Yerusha. And we explained that Yerusha was not just inheritance, but rather taking over and conquering later the land of Israel and being sovereign in the land. If you read that Pasek back in Perak Tetvav, Pasek Dalet, V'nei Dvar Hashem elav lemor, lo and then afterwards, God tells him, And on that day, God made this covenant with Avram Avinu, God promised the possession of the land to the offspring of Avraham. Notice that in Perak Tedvav, in Brit Ben Tarim, there's no mention of Sarah. Therefore, when Ishmael was born, Avram has every reason to think, that Ishmael would be at least one of his sons who would take over for him. And in Brit Ben Abtarim, there's no reason to think otherwise. It's only in Brit Milah, at the end of chapter 17, where God informs Avram Avinu, B'Shem Elohim, you're going to have a son from Sarah, his name will be Yitzchak. And then he says that Briti Akimit Yitzchak, this covenant I just made with you, Brit Milah, will be continued through Yitzchak. Nonetheless, Ishmael will be blessed, but the covenant will not be through him. One could suggest that Avram sees a difference between Brit Milah and Brit Ben Abtarim. Avram may have understood that Brit Milah is not that this son Yitzchak will be the only son, but he will be the son of Brit Milah, which is Liot Lechel In other words, the model I'm trying to get across that Avram may have understood that in his family, Yitzchak would serve as the Kohen, as the priest, and Ishmael, the man of war, the archer, he would be the one in charge of conquering the land. Because Yerusha is the key theme in Brit Ben Abtarim, Avram thinks conquering the land of Israel from Nahar Mitzrayim to Nahar Prat, that would be the job of Ishmael. And the covenant of Brit Milah, that would be the job of Yitzchak and his descendants. He would serve as like the priest and the one closest to God among the offspring of Abraham. Nonetheless, in the covenant of Brit Ben Abtarim, in the development of the nation, going into slavery, coming out of slavery, conquering the land and setting up a nation, that responsibility would be that of Ishmael. Just like later on, we find a division of responsibilities among the different children of Yaakov.
We're going to see in our study of Parshat Toldot that that's what Yitzhak thinks is going to happen between Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov would be the religious son, the rabbi type, or the Kohen, being close to God, where Esav would be the conqueror, the one fighting the wars, and the two of them together would be Am Yisrael. Just like we find later on, that actually happens with the children of Yaakov, where there also we find that Yaakov has children from many wives, even from his maidservants, and they're considered part of Am Yisrael. It could be that Avram understood, even after Brit Milah, that there was still room for Yishmael within the covenant, at least in the framework of Brit Ben Abtarim. Now, when God tells Avram Avinu that Sarah is right, and you have to send Yishmael away, Avram understands now that both Brit Milah and Brit Ben Abtarim are both unique to Yitzchak. Yishmael will be blessed. However, the entire concept of covenant will continue only through Yitzchak. With that background, we can understand Sarah's behavior, we can understand Avram's behavior, we can also understand Hagar and Ishmael's behavior. We can understand God's behavior. And we have a pattern that's beginning now that's going to repeat itself in Parshat Todot and later on with the children of Yaakov.